Welcome to The Gate Shack, where you'll hear and engage in a down-to-earth discussion with security professional Scriven King about emerging and original security ideas and applications. Hello, this is Scriven King, and welcome back to The Gate Shack for a special episode on the situation in Ferguson, Missouri. I'll try to confine my discussion today to around 10 minutes or so. Here's to hoping that I reach my goal. So let's begin. As an African-American security professional, I'm often asked by numerous people what my opinions are on various cases which have gained the attention of our nation. They see my background in law enforcement and security and want to know if whether I agree with whatever the popular narrative is. And so before anyone asks today, I have no opinions about the Mike Brown or Darren Wilson shooting. Well, disregard, I, I do, but you'll never know it. Why? Well, the answer is quite simple, something my mother always said, which still holds true. Just because you have an opinion on something doesn't mean the world wants, needs, or is even ready to hear it. Some folks only want to hear you to hear themselves, she said. So today's discussion will be about the root causes of Ferguson and what opinions, or excuse me, what options this leaves us to ensure change. What happened in Ferguson is of no surprise to anyone who has been observing the African-American community's reaction to a slew of recent officer-involved shootings with police officers and unarmed uh, black males. The signs were there that something was brewing. Well, what was that something? A rapidly growing sense of anger and frustration about the perceived lack of accountability for what the community deemed unacceptable police practices. Another factor which many are ignoring or just unaware of is the frustration about the state of the African-American community, which ranks at the lowest for every category in almost every measurable study about societal progression. Uh, we lead in school suspensions, imprisonment, substandard schools, uh, lack of health care. Our communities are at or below the poverty level. The violence is staggering. Chicago which has a significant African-American population, loses more people to violence than the entire state of Idaho does with a comparable number of residents. Years of government promises to end these trends have been met with subpar results and continual rehashings of the same ineffective solutions. Knowing the level of collective angst, it is not entirely surprising the events we're seeing. Does this make rioting and acts of violence okay? In short, my answer is, part of my language, hell no. It does not. However, this is part of the reason we're here. Another component to examine is a lack of dialogue happening between African Americans and their white counterparts on the topics of race and poverty. Sure, they happen in some corners, but even those discussions are not always heard. What am I saying? We talk to one another, but we seldom listen. In fact, some conversations are riddled with blind accusations posturing for racial supremacy, confirmation of perception bias, and a host of things which are proven to be destructive rather than constructive for the purposes of this course. Once in August, at the onset of all this, I said to my followers on Twitter, people at their core are frustrated because they are unheard. I think Dr. King said it best, and I'll, I'll do my best to quote him. He said, and I would be the first to say that I am still committed to militant, powerful, massive nonviolence as the most potent weapon in grappling with the problem from a direct action point of view. I'm absolutely convinced that a riot merely intensifies the fears of the white community while relieving the guilt. 
and I feel we must always work with an effective, powerful weapon and method that brings about tangible results. But it is not enough for me to stand before you tonight and condemn riots. It would be morally irresponsible for me to do that without at the same time condemning the contingent, intolerable conditions that exist in our society. These conditions are the things that cause individuals to feel they have no other alternative than to engage in violent rebellions to get attention. And I must say tonight that a riot is the language of the unheard. Those are powerful words. If you want further evidence of what he and I are saying, get on Twitter if you haven't already and stay for a few minutes. You'll see what we're saying. So how is this all relevant to security practitioners? Glad you asked. First, it allows you to analyze what is happening in the communities that surround you, which could ultimately affect your assets and how you do business. Does your company own vehicles to transport goods or conduct services? Would it be wise to see how your community was responding to a recent officer-involved shooting, you know, just in case the mass protests break out again and block the traffic on highways you depend on, kind of like what they're doing now? I'm sure car dealerships, which found their vehicles torched the other day, never assumed the protests were part or were of relevance to them. I bet they do now, though. It behooves any practitioner to be aware of these things, especially if you're seeing a trend. You should also consider making inroads with those community leaders and, dis and discuss incentives for keeping protests away from your assets when possible. You should also consider a number of mitigators that I discussed on my recent blog post at the Security Dialogue, Riots, the Physical Security Considerations. And finally, you might wonder if we can fix this. Yes and no. As communities, we have to do a better job of maintaining an, an open and honest dialogue about the issues. Given that most riots have a criminal element of some variety, we as practitioners and community members should consider constructive intellectual discourse as a crime mitigation tool, if not the premier crime mitigation tool. Think of the impact you could have on your risk management if you made solid connections with the communities you do business in. Nothing deters more crime than a community invested in getting rid of it. Another tool for practitioners to, to implement immediately is public education. So often in law enforcement and security, we get frustrated by the public's lack of reasoning on these kinds of matters. But how many of us have heard of Graham versus Connor before we took this job? And that's the number one thing that governs the use of force, which is at the heart of these shootings. Yet few departments have any sort of public education initiatives about this. I firmly believe body cameras are great tools, but public education on use of force has the potential to curb a lot of police misconduct and bad public perception. We have to just stop denying the racial component. This is a sensitive topic, so I'll make this real brief and to the point. If people are upset about a societal issue, the one way to ensure they get angrier is by ignoring their complaints. It is very interesting how many people ignore the disproportionate number of black men in prisons compared to their majority counterparts and how that plays into the pub, what, how the public perceives them and who, who they blame for the trend. White cops. So no matter how you look at the situation, race will always be a significant player, no matter how inconvenient or uncomfortable it is to talk about. So that's my opinion on Ferguson and how these things happen and what we can do about them. And just kind of one final piece of advice. Never forget the humongous amount of disinformation from all parties in incidents like this. 
and how that disinformation can influence public perception. Everyone has an agenda to include the guys we like. If you want to continue today's discussion, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash King and at the blog at thesecuritydialogue.org. Again, that's all one word, thesecuritydialogue.org. Also, feel free to leave a comment in the section below. Until next time, be safe, secure your assets, take care of your resources, take care of your people.